It is my pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker today, Reverend Robin, Robert Collins. Reverend Robert was introduced to the science of mind in the early 1990s. He embraced the philosophy and teachings, rediscovering his true nature as a spiritual being. He enrolled in classes, fulfilling the requirements to become a licensed practitioner, spiritual coach in 1997. In 2008, he earned his Master's of Arts degree in Consciousness Studies at uh, the Holmes Institute and became an, an ordained minister with Centers for Spiritual Living in 2011. Reverend Robert currently serves as a minister at large residing in Northern California. He works with a wide range of clients as a spiritual coach and is welcoming new clients. He served as the assistant minister for the East Bay Church of Religious Science in Oakland, California, and, the, and he was the Central Valley Northern California Regional Support Coordinator for the Centers for Spiritual Living. This is how we met. <laughs> this is how we met Reverend Robert. Um, when he supported us here at Monterey Center for Spiritual Living in, a, in through our transition in a change of ministers in 2014. I know him as someone who lives this teaching every day, and I am honored that he has agreed to support us now by being our guest speaker every second Sunday. In this interim, between having a senior minister at the helm. So with great pleasure, I give you Reverend Robert Collins. Yeah, I don't need that. Thank you, Bobby. Good morning. Ah, as I was doing my sound check before service, I spoke into the universe that this would be a community filled with smiling faces this morning. And look what I manifested. I wish you could stand in this, this position and look out. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You know, my connection with the Monterey Center goes back uh, quite a few years, even prior to my serving as the regional support coordinator. Uh, years ago, my late wife and I would come down, <clears throat> we were living in Oakland at the time, and we would come down and participate in the Big Sur Walk, which was part of the Big Sur Marathon. And it was always a treat to come down because we just loved the, well, actually we honeymooned in Carmel, so this was always a special place for us. One year we came down, and it had been raining that week, and all of the weather forecasts was that it would be a beautiful day that it would clear up and it would be a nice day for the walk. Saturday night, we, we drove down on Saturday and we checked into the hotel. Saturday night, it felt like the heavens opened <laughs> and it poured. We could hear the rain pounding on the roof. So we woke up Sunday morning, we kind of looked at each other and said, I don't think I'm walking today. So, And we were 
fairly new to religious science. So we said, let's go and find the religious science church that is here. And so we came and was part of the celebration. And I don't recall the minister's name at that time, but I do remember that she was celebrating her 61st birthday. And she said, I am 16, reversed. <laughs> and, I, and I resonated with that. I go, I could, that's a nice little play on numbers. Um, and then I had the joy of working with this community, with Bobby and, and the other board members, and, and actually came down for one of your community meetings um, during, um, during a process. You know, there, there are transitions that take place in our lives, and um, we embrace them. You know, they're, they're not always the most pleasurable experience when we're going through it. And yet, the joy is that on the other side of that, we can look back and say, I made it through. I made it over. And we continue to move forward. Life is about moving forward. That's why I know you've heard the illustration that in a car, um, the windshield is the largest piece of glass because your vision is forward. The rearview mirror is small. Because your vision is not in the past. Yes, you have to look at the past to use that as a marker, as a bookmark, if you will, uh, to see where it is that you have come from. And also to be aware of things that may cause you to lose track or to lose your course. But the view to the front is what is before us. And so now it is my joy to embrace you as you view forward again. Um, our theme for this month for Centers for Spiritual Living is love. And um, again, thank you to the musicians for this morning. Thank you. And to Bobby for the reading and for everything that just ties in together. You know, we, we, it's like life. Life is not a dress rehearsal. So we did not rehearse any of this beforehand, knowing that everything organically falls into place when I just relax, I let go, and I know that Spirit has got my back, Spirit has got all of me. And the theme for the Monterey Center for this month is the courage to be an act. And so I looked at those and I go, okay, let's see how we can mesh these together and, and, and create a stream here. And so I came up with the talk title, Love in Action. Dr. Holmes, in writing What We Believe, actually sets the tone for my talk this morning. And I'm taking it from the first stanza of What We Believe, or the Declaration of Principles, for those of us who have been around for a while. <laughs> We've seen names change, and yet the content remains the same. In that first stanza, Dr. Holmes writes, We believe in God, the living Spirit Almighty, one indestructible, absolute, and self-existent cause. This one manifests itself in and through all creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. And I'm going to stop there because that stanza goes on a little bit further, but the statement that has always resonated with me is this one manifests itself in and through all creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. 
Just think of how expansive that is. This creative intelligence, this energy, this Big Bang, whatever it is that identified as source, creates out of itself. It continues to create out of itself, and yet it's not absorbed by its own creation. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, I've been experimenting with, with cooking, and um, I don't, I, I have a recipe that, or I use a recipe as a model, but then I deviate that from that and, and get really creative. And I know my beloved wife is uh, just doing flips wherever she is because she was an excellent cook, but she was very much by the recipe. And I'm just totally all over the place. And yet in that creative process, yeah, everything comes together as a blend, but it's not absorbed by its own creation. And so life is ever and ever unfolding. My reference book for my talk this morning is actually a book that um, I'm using for a, for a book review group that I'm in. And it's called Living with Joy, Keys to Personal Power and Spiritual Transformation by Sanya Roman. And the chapter that we just finished reviewing is chapter 8. And the title is Love, Knowing the Wisdom of the Heart. And I said, how appropriate. There's my talk. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia, for doing the work for me. <laughs> so I will be making uh, some references out of here. And I have a couple of Ernest Holmes uh, quotes that I will share with you also. In this chapter, Love, Knowing the Wisdom of the Heart, are these words. Love is the food of the universe. Love is the energy that circles the world. It exists everywhere and in everything. Every aspect of your life involves love. Does that not go back to our declaration where we say... This one creation manifests everything out of itself. We believe in this creation. And yet, sometimes there are circumstances or experiences that come up in our lives that don't always look like love. Sometimes it looks like obstacles or limits that block us from experiencing love in action in our lives. And I remember this, there's uh, from the movie Phenomenon, if you're familiar with that or remember it, um, John Travolta's character um, is doing everything that he can to keep this pesky rabbit out of his garden. Everything that he plants is nibbled. And so he's tried everything that he can to everything that he could think of or that was recommended for him to control this rabbit or keep the rabbit on the outside of his garden. And he went so far, even went so far as to build a fence that went three feet underground to keep this rabbit out. Nothing worked. Absolutely nothing worked. So one morning, or one, yeah, early one morning, um, John Travolta get, decides to get up and go and sit on his porch. He's determined to keep this rabbit out of his garden. 
He leaves the gate open with the intention of doing something to the rabbit. Now, we can use our imagination. He could be sitting there with a forty-five or a shotgun or have some other trap that he has set. You know, you can allow your imagination to go there. But what happened? Just as he was about to fall asleep, he noticed the rabbit coming out of the gate. And he recognized in that moment that everything that he had done was keeping the rabbit in that the rabbit really didn't have an escape route until he left the gate open. And sometimes that's how God works in our lives. You know, we build these fences and these hedges to keep everything out or keep everything, you know, arm's length away. You know, this, this, this invisible shield that I have around me, nothing is going to penetrate it. So I'm keeping, I'm keeping everything out and at the same time I'm keeping love out. And keeping out that energy, that life force, that food of the universe, that creative essence that is the very part of me, I am keeping that out because of whatever my because of is. And so this is the opportunity or the invitation now to open that gate and to be in that circular flow of giving and receiving. It's, this is a universe... The universe is reciprocal in its process. We give out and we receive. For a moment, just for a moment, don't linger there, but just for a moment, think about someone or something, perhaps it's an idea, perhaps it's a dream, that you're holding on to. And you're holding on to it from a closed-in position. You've, you've, you've just isolated yourself. You've insulated yourself from whatever this is. Are you willing, are you willing to gently open, to gently relax, and to allow whatever feelings there are that you're holding on to? Because this is all about our feeling nature. Whatever feelings I am holding on to, am I willing to let go of those? Am I willing to drop the fight? Because the fight is within me. It is not outside of me. From Living with Joy, Sandy Roman offers us this. Love. Love from the higher realms with absolute compassion and complete detachment. And we talk a lot about unconditional love. Well, what does unconditional love mean? Yeah. It can mean a different things to different people, but I think this definition offers me a grounding point. It's the invitation to love from the higher realms with absolute compassion and complete detachment. When I am in that place, I am comfortable in my own skin. I am comfortable in my own body. And I discover that I am free, that I am more open, that I am more loving, and that I am more embracing. And so I just invite you to experiment with that. Be gentle with yourself as you go through the process. Be gentle with yourself as you go through the process. Let's shift our focus from 
why love may not work. And look and ask the question, how much love can I offer everyone? Recognizing that love opens the door to growth and aliveness. Love operates in the present, and by focusing on the present, we send it into the future and release the past. I saw something recently, and I've forgotten the, the complete setting that the person was describing, but they were at a, at a juncture point in their life. And the illustration that was offered was, I'm at the seashore, or I'm at a lake, or I'm at a, I'm at a body of water. I take a pebble, and I throw it into the water. Where the pebble lands is present moment. The ripples that go out are the ripples into the future. The ripples that come back towards the shore are the past. And so I use that as an illustration to throw that pebble and look at the ripples that go forward. And you'll notice that the ripples that go forward are much more expansive. They're much broader than the ripples that come back which means that we still have an opportunity to look at what was behind as a reference point, and yet our projection and our intention and our focus is always into the future. In Creative Mind, a wonderful little book by Ernest Holmes, one of his first books, if not the first book, he writes, we must get the perfect vision, the perfect conception, we must enlarge our thought until it realizes all good, and then we must swing out and use this almighty power for definite purpose. We should daily feel a deeper union with life, a greater sense of that indwelling God, the God of the everywhere within us. And as I mentioned earlier, in the course of life, we encounter what we describe as obstacles. And sometimes our life may feel like it's on an obstacle course with increasing degrees of difficulty. Could it be, just for a moment, consider, could it be that these obstacles are merely increasing and expanding our strength and our capacity to be creative and to find ways around, under, or over whatever the experience is. And as I was thinking about this, I remembered the words to an old spiritual that says, Lord, don't move this mountain, but give me the strength to climb it. Don't remove my stumbling block, but give me the strength to go around it. And so this is where we go back to our recognition of our foundation as spiritual beings, as one with the creator, knowing that this one absolute self-existent cause created us out of its substance. And we have that within us that allows us to go over, to go under, to go around. Whichever method works, Use it to get to your next destination. <laughs> and from living with joy, Sonia Roman offers us 
this idea. Imagine for today that every situation comes your way, every thought that comes into your mind, every person that you meet is providing an opportunity and experience to express more of the love within yourself. Everyone that we come into contact with is sent for our benefit. They come into our lives to offer us the opportunity to expand the ability to love ourselves. Um, yesterday, I had the opportunity to be a um, participant in a memorial service for the mother of a friend of mine. And I asked if I could do, at the end of the service, my speaking part was at the end of the service. And I asked my friend... Um, if I had her permission to do a standing ovation. And she said, I've never seen a standing ovation. I said, I do it at most of the memorials that I officiate. And it was the perfect timing for yesterday because my friend had invited me to read a letter that, um, that she had composed that was, no, it, it wasn't a letter. It was, it was a summary of, of her last days with her mom before her mom made her transition. And it was very moving, very meaningful, very heartfelt. Um, and so at the end of the celebration, I said, let's, we got to get this energy back up. So let's do the standing ovation. And in the standing ovation, I acknowledge the, the one who has made their transition for bringing everyone that is there into their life. You know, and if, just think about it for a moment. Everyone that is in your life, you have called them there by right of consciousness. And we orchestrate, we assign a role to the individuals that come into our lives. We write the script for them to follow. And if they follow it, we say good and well. And if they don't follow it, then we say, no, that's not the script that you have. And sometimes we will move them out of our lives temporarily. And then at some point they come back. So this is how it is with life with embracing others. The recognition that we call into our lives and we, call, and we call experiences into our lives that shape who we become. And so it is through our love energy, it is through that transformative power of love that we move to this place of embracing everyone and everything that is in our lives. And also from Creative Mind, Ernest Holmes offers this idea to us. Learn how to appreciate nature and nature's God. Spend some time out of doors. Look up at the stars. Let them be your companions. Tread the pathways of the trees and the giant forest and see God in everything you look upon. The God of everywhere. I had an opportunity to do that last night. Um, I came down yesterday and I stayed um, at the Colton Inn, just up the way a little piece. And I had dinner reservations at Wharf, and so I asked the, uh, I checked my GPS, and it showed the driving distance as uh, six minutes. Oh, well, if I can drive it in six minutes, that means I can probably walk in it in about 15 or 20 minutes. 
And so I asked the desk clerk how far it was to the, to the wharf. And he said, oh, about a 15-minute walk. I go, oh, it's a piece of a chocolate cookie for me. <laughs> um, and so I walked down. It was a nice, nice afternoon. I, I had checked the weather forecast, and I brought a jacket that was actually too heavy. But I kept it on anyway. I go, okay, when I leave the restaurant, it's going to be colder, which was not the case. But anyway, it was a beautiful walk down, um, close to sunset. And then there was the festival that's going on um, in the, the plaza area. And so on the way back, I stopped and just enjoyed, you know, walked through and looked at some of the exhibits. Uh, it was mostly food, uh, which I was not interested in at that point. <laughs> And it was just an absolutely gorgeous evening. And so I took my, took my time and I walked back up. Um, what's the, the main road from the plaza? Is that Del Monte? Alvarado, yeah. So I walked up there to, to um, Franklin. And I knew the church was, I had passed the church going down. And so I walked back and I said, oh, I get back to the church. That's my landmark. So I, and so as I was walking up, I was walking on this side of the street going up um, Pacific. Thank you. <laughs> and I passed by the park, and I noticed how quiet and peaceful it was. And I go, oh, this is really nice and serene. It was just an absolutely beautiful evening and a nice walk back up. And this morning... Um, because checkout is, is noon, and I said, oh, okay, gotta, gotta, get out. I got to have everything out before this. I asked the desk clerk if I could leave my car in the lot until around 1 o'clock, and they said, yes, fine. So I go, great, I can walk down to the church. So I left early enough to take a nice little stroll down, went through the park, took some pictures, did some affirmations, did, uh, did a treatment, and just it was a beautiful way to start the morning. And it's an absolutely gorgeous day. The sun is out. There's a nice breeze. Um, it's, it's, just a, it's just a gorgeous day. And so the offering then is to take time to appreciate nature. And something I suggest to people, you know, when you leave service today, rather than go back your regular route that you return home to, Take a different route. Take a different street. And just observe what is on that street. Observe the things that are right around you that you might not always focus on. This is how love shows up. Each one of us has our own unique gift. We have our own unique talent. And we have our own divine blend of qualities. We are here to, to express and to experience life as only we can. Remember, we are individualized expressions of pure spirit. We are here for love, and we are here to love. It's time to step up in greater ways to heal from the inside out as we come together to co-create a world that works for everyone. And I leave you with this affirmation and I invite you to repeat it after me. I exist in a feeling of love. I find it in everything I do. 
I transmit it through my touch, through my words, through my eyes, and through my feelings. I cannot cancel out the act of love. I can cancel with one act of love. I can cancel with one act of love thousands of acts of lower nature. Let's say that one again. I think that's the important one. I can cancel out with one act of love thousands of acts of lower nature. So let's go forth and be the love that we are here for. Good morning.